Welcome to the fourth podcast of Moments with Dwayne, a poetry podcast. And I just want to say thank you for supporting my podcast. I've been writing for about 40 years. I pray that my poems fill your spirit with comfort, joy, thought-provoking moments, and love, in which they were intended. Be sure to leave feedback and suggested titles for new poems. And I'm excited about the news that now we have German poetry lovers on our listening to my podcast too. And again, thank you, Germany, for listening uh, to the podcast. I hope that Australia is listening too. In uh, excess has inspired many of my poems, and it would be a great honor for them to listen to what they have helped create from my soul. So now, let's enjoy some poetry. So as promised, I mentioned that I was going to make sure that I read poems from not only famous poets, but not so famous poets. This particular poem was written by the great Langston Hughes. I felt that it would be a good segue right now because we have uh, kids in this great country of ours that are being killed for so many reasons. Like Rakim said, we need to teach the children from the Don't Sweat the Technique album. But the message is in teaching them, we are saving them, and we should also be better stewards of God's little creations. The title of this poem is called Kids Who Will Die. This is for the kids who will die, black and white, for folks will die certainly. The old and the rich will live on a while, as always, eating blood and gold, letting kids die. Kids will die in the swamps of Mississippi, organizing sharecropper kids will die in the streets of Chicago, organizing workers kids will die in the orange groves of California, telling others to get together, whites and Filipinos, Negroes and Mexicans, all kinds of kids will die who don't believe in lies and bribes and contentment and a lousy peace. In the second poem, this poem is written by B.A. Gandhi and me, Naze. The first part of the poem is by B.A. Gandhi, and my part is at the end. It's one of the many great collaborations that I've had the great pleasure of doing. It is paying homage to how beautiful being black of any culture is. Because even though other races have a vast different opinion about us, as a black Cuban-Jamaican, we have so many varieties of us, from Brazilian, South American, Jamaican, Cuban, Dominican Republic, Haiti, Puerto Rico, etc., etc. Either way, our skin is beautiful. We are beautiful, no matter 
where we are in the world and no matter what people say. My black is beautiful. My black is beautiful. If only you would see, or allow yourself to concede. Pass the color of my beautiful skin to the beauty inside of me. My black is beautiful, so full of life, joy, and wonder. Come share my beauty with me, my beautiful aura thrown asunder. Do you feel it? Can you understand what I'm saying? My black is beautiful in each and every way. My black is beautiful through trials, tribulations, and roughs. Our God created this beauty, and this beauty alone is enough. That part was written by B.A. Gandhi. Your black is beautiful because you are beautiful. Yet I can't see you, but I can feel you. I can feel your words that are true. The black woman is beautiful, flowing like a feather in the wind. The black man is as the stone onyx. This is who we are, magnificent race. We are part of the wonders of this world. What we have endured, not many can say that they have been through. The atrocities, the turbulence, the amount of centuries that equal four, and though the road of progress is there. There's much more fight that we must invest. But you, my black and beautiful women, have the loveliest physiques and minds. Oh, how many times have I been blown away by the way your hips sway, or the way your eyes flutter to make my mind and heart sputter. We men, have no choice but to surrender when we see that lovely brown sugar to its sodium skin attached to a very attractive figure. And yet, you ask me if I feel it. Oh yes, baby, I can feel it, and I have it, to be black and not lack, in the confidence of us, the descendants of Mother Africa, speaking loud and clear, muting all the negatives that have been pounded in us is now about to change. In so many ways, the future is near. The future is here. My black, our black, is beautiful. This is Nizay's part. This poem was written in November 1st, 2008. The third poem is by the poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. His poetry is very deep and meaningful. The title of his poem is called The Evening Star. Lo, 
in the painted oral of the West, whose pains the sunken sun incarnadines. Like a fair lady in her casement shines the evening star, the star of love and rest. And then anon she doth herself divest of all her garments and reclines behind the sobry screen of yonder pines with somber and soft dreams of love oppressed. Oh, my beloved, my sweet harborist, my morning and my evening star of love, my best and gentlest lady, even thus as the fair planet in the sky above, dost thou retire unto thy rest at night, and from thy darkened window fades the light. The second part of this poem I will recite on another podcast. The title of this poem is called Taste the Moonlight Please. Come taste with me the beauty, the mystery of the moonlight that shines tonight. Am I going out of my mind or is it the majestic? Take your pick, I can feel the anticipation on your lips. Let the clouds cover, let them exhaust in the effort to hide the deepness that we are fighting inside. Come taste the moonlight, please, that is oozing, dripping from me. I am taunted, tattered, and torn to be. Yes, you ask what this means. It's like the fire that overcame Pompeii, the ghost in the show when the weapons aimed and killed very well. Feel the damning hunger rising from my internals as rolling thunder. Take this feast, feed this beast. The moonlight, the shades of two, fight to consume. And then the moment comes, boom. Exhaustion, satisfaction, elation. Why was there all this hesitation? But my lips tremble, these words free. You have tasted the moonlight from me. There's an air of pause as I expected, but ponder on this. Do you like what you see or does it make you cry for the creation of the moment that you and I have birthed from all the forces of energy that have come and gone. And now we have an adventure of emotions that we dare to tread on. fifth and final poem is written by Edgar Allan Poe. His poetry is incredible. The title of the poem is called The Sleeper. At midnight in the month of June, as I stand beneath the mystic moon, an opaque vapor dewy dim exhales 
from out of her golden rim, and softly dripping drop by drop, until the quiet mountain top steals drowsily and musically into the universal valley. The roseberry nods upon the grave, the lily lulls upon the wave, wrapping the fog about its breast. The ruin molders into rest, looking like lathe. See the lake a conscious slumber seems to take, and would not for the world awake. All beauty sleeps, and lo, where lies her easement, open to the skies. Irene with her destinies. Oh, lady bright, can it be right? This window open to the night, the wanton airs from the tree top, laughingly through the lattice. Drop. The bodiless airs a wizard's route. Flit through thy chamber in and out, and wave thy curtain canopy, so fitfully, so fearfully, above the closed and fringed lid, neath which thy slumped ring sowed lied hid, and o'er the floor and down the wall. Like ghosts, the shadows rise and fall. Oh, lady dear, hast thou no fear? Why and what art thy dreaming here? Sure, thy art come prefer far off seas, a wonder to these garden trees. Strange is thy pallor, strange thy dress, strange above all. Thy length of trees, and this all solemn silentness. The lady sleeps. Oh my, hear her sleep, which is enduring. So be deep, heaven have her in its sacred keep. This chamber changed for one more holy, this bed for one more melancholy. I pray to God that she may lie. Forever, with unopened eye, while the dim sheets' ghosts go by, my love, she sleeps. Oh, my her sleep! It is lasting. So be deep. Soft may the worms about her creep. Fair in the forest, dim and old, for her may some tall vault unfold, some vault that oft. Hath flung its black, and winged panels flutter back, triumphant, o'er the crescent pals of her grand family funerals. Some sculptor, remote alone, amongst those portals she hath thrown, in childhood, many idle stone, some tomb for mount, whose sounding door she never. Shall force an echo more, thrilling to think, poor child of sin, it was the dead who groaned within. Well, we have come to the end of this podcast. 
I want to thank all of you again for taking time out of your busy day. I'm humbled by the response and also the amount of times it has been played. We're almost at 100. I enjoy sharing my world and my words with you. In this podcast, poems that were recited were from the great Winston Hughes, Edgar Allan Poe, a collaboration by B.A. Gandhi and myself, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and a poem written by me. Please share it as many times with people and poets as possible. You can also find my poems on allpoetry.com. And please give me feedback. I would love to know what you think. I want to thank Anchor for this easy and very helpful platform that you can find on Google Play Store and also on the Apple App Store. Thanks to them, I'm on several podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, PocketCast, RadioCast, and also on Tune. So that is just simply amazing. I started this just a couple of weeks ago, and it is growing. And I thank all of you, all of you, sincerely, for making this happen. So till next time, next week with Moments with Dwayne. Everybody, please stay safe. Thank you.